Welcome back to the latest episode of Unlicensed and Unhinged. This is going to be segment two of Week in Review, and I'm joined by Alex only tonight. Um, Mike Gaddy had some problems finding a dog sitter, so uh, it's just going to be her and I. Welcome back. Thank you, thank you. Happy to be back. So uh, we both had some pretty eventful weekends, (laughs) to say the (laughs) least. Uh, it's a shame Mike's not here to be regaled with all of these stories, but he'll just have to catch the episode, and we'll hopefully get another one in this weekend with him. Sucks to suck. It does. Yep. Dog problems. I got 99, but that ain't one of them. <laughs> no, definitely not. So anyway, let's go ahead and start with your weekend. Uh, where did we leave off? Uh, you had a photo shoot this weekend. I dropped you off at the airport. Yep, Friday. And then we both went on our merry own ways and created some memories, didn't do we? You, do you want to go first? I feel like yours is like slightly more entertaining because that would be also perfect to lead into our special yeah, announcement that we have for next week. Yeah, we're going to be talking about that towards the end. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, I guess I, can, I guess I can go ahead and get into this fucking adventure that was my weekend at the High Sierra Music Festival in Quincy, California. And boy, let me tell you, it was a fucking banger. it truly was a fucking wild time and you know it started off started off you know mostly as a plan to go hang out with my aunt and uh go to this music festival that her and i've gone to on several occasions in my hometown and so friday night i got in and you know she was a little tired from her work week and i was like ready to go so you know she went she went to bed around nine or ten o'clock she wanted to get up early and go to the festival all day so I just walked into the festival and stumbled into someone I hadn't seen about 12, 15 years, did a bunch of ketamine. Oh, my God. So that was like step one. That was step one into the fucking, into the fire was, you know, like 10-hour workday, followed by like an hour and a half long drive, hung out with my aunt for a couple hours, and I was like, ah, it looks like it's ketamine time. I So that's, I've never done ketamine. Did it? I've heard it like lays you out if you do too much, like going to It definitely K-holes. can, yeah. yeah definitely but did can. that do, did that not no, have the effect no. on you? It had the it had the it had the wandering effect on me, mm. and I don't think everybody gets that, but it's something <clears throat> that people know me well is like that's my normal reaction to ketamine. As as long as I don't ever do it, is I get in that mode where I'm like, okay, I need to find something to do. Do you get like that after? Have you had any surgeries or anything? Do you get like really, do you talk during surgeries? Are you one of those people about anesthesia? Because you are a ginger. You do have the ginger gene, so I can see. Yeah, I, I think I, more. all the surgeries I've had, they had to like really dose me to put mm-hmm. me down. So it's like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, give him, give him fucking 10 more, dude. He's not fucking, I, not that I know of, I haven't woken up when, during a surgery. That would be a wild experience. I've heard the horror stories of like people waking up, mm-hmm. like looking down and they're getting like cut open. Not sure that I would enjoy that, but Mm-mm. so anyway, the ketamine did its intended job of fucking me right up, though. And uh, we were wandering through a bunch of these different stages Friday night, and they were all really packed. And I lost my friend. I didn't. I and I hadn't like gotten the hey, where are you camping? I had. We hadn't even gotten that far yet. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I, I ran into him again much later, but that was that. So I was just on my own fucking freewheeling in this festival. And, like, I'm this from, best time, I'm from that town, but I haven't lived there for a very long time. So I recognize a lot of people, but nobody recognized me, so I'm, like, super incognito. And I was just sliding around all the sound stages, like, checking out what the vibe was. And then uh, I'm walking down this little stretch that's kind of, like, mostly campers, and uh, I just hear a familiar voice. And it's it's uh, this homie Shannon. She was the head of security at this music festival called the Great Awakening that me and Mike did. She she also lives here in Reno. So I'm just like, whoa, fuck! It's kind of weird to hear like a Reno person's voice. I mean, it makes sense. It's only an hour and a half away. Yeah. You know? But I just wasn't expecting it, and I was okay to fuck out. So I just slid over and I'm like, Shannon, is that you? She's like, holy fuck, Jeremy. I'm like, yeah. So we started chatting, and she was th- sitting there hanging out at the camp of this couple that ended up being really fucking excellent fire dancers, and they're part of a big fire show. And uh, I'll have to get the credentials at the end so because I got all their socials, and I'll, 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 put, them, I'll put a shout-out to yeah, them. Yeah, give them a shout-out. But they were both super dope. Like, uh, we hung out for fucking, ended up being, like, better part of two days. Uh, Claire Celeste and Craig Newman are their names, but I'll get you guys their links um, as far as all their fire dance and stuff. 
So that was that was the first night. We hung out for a good bit, and then I was like, yeah, I got to go get some sleep because I knew I was going to be at the festival all the next day, and it was like 3, 4 in the morning. So I slid back to my aunt's, which is literally like a seven-minute walk from the front gates of the festival. Super convenient. Oh, wow. That's you know awesome. I mean, especially because the majority of the people at that festival, they're sitting in camps mm-hmm. and tents and stuff like that. Some of them have trailers and running water and stuff like that, but most of them did not. But I literally just slid back to my aunt's, took a shower, laid down. My aunt woke me up harassing me because I'd promised to help her make breakfast. What time did she get up at? Six? She she got up at 7.30. What time did you get home? Like four. (laughs) (laughs) I think she let me sleep till about 8, 8.30 though. Like, do you want some acid pancakes? Yeah. That's what I'm ready for now. The acid didn't happen until much later. Oh. So then. I forgot about that. So then me and my aunt, you know, we got that breakfast on and then a couple of her friends came over and we hung out for a little bit and then we hit the festival for for a short amount of time during the day but it was really like hellaciously hot you know what i mean and i don't give a shit about music enough to go stand out in the fucking direct heat Mm-mm. so I, we kind of just kicked it at the house and drank and chilled you know till about i want to say seven eight o'clock when the sun started going down because when you're up in the mountains you get a lot more shade a lot earlier obviously mm-hmm. as you know from being up in Truckee all the time yeah. so we you know we went into the festival and Dicked around for a bit, and I ran into one of my former um, situationships, I guess you would call her. I I did give I did her give her the link to the podcast. So I'm did not, you? Oh, I'm good. Yeah. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say her name. No, nah, I don't need to drop her. I don't need to drop her name. But thanks but for listening. She knows who she knows who she is if she's listening to this episode. You know who you are. Yeah, but anyway, she was she was a cool, just much younger of mm-hmm. a woman than I have any business really dating, which is a, why in the beginning it didn't really. It didn't pan out to be anything more than just a situationship. Mm-hmm. But really, really nice, uh, beautiful, spirited person all the same. And so I ran into her as well. And then that's kind of when I got separated from my aunt for a little while. And, uh, you know, she was like, it was good to see you. And, you know, come hang out with us a little bit later. And there's a story with that that fucking got in my feelings. But anyway, then me and my aunt Aww. met back up. And uh, we ate a bunch of mushrooms. And I do mean a bunch. I probably had about three to four grams of mushrooms. So, I, you know, we start getting a good little cook on. And then I ran out of beer. No. And, and, and my backpack. So I had to go back to the giant cooler at my aunt's house to refill. Going then, on a mushroom adventure. Yeah, on a mushroom adventure by myself. But it's okay. It's like I literally grew up on that block because every it's right by the public pool. Mm-hmm. And... My aunts lived there for years, and me and my sister, that was our babysitter during the summer. We went to the public pool all day. Did you jump in when you were there walking past? No. Nah, did you, I went to, did you thought of, think about it? I went to the river, I went to the river um, early Saturday morning hmm. to cure my hangover because those, those, cool, those cool mountain fucking streams, dude, they don't fuck around. So <clears throat> I got my beer and came back, and at that time while I was gone, I guess my, some fucking scumbag couple had tried to, like, pickpocket my aunt's purse or backpack while they were, like, dancing in the fucking, in front of one of the concerts or whatever. So she was, her, her vibe was fucking killed. Like, she's like. Especially being on mushrooms and shit. Yeah, she was like, fuck this, I'm going home. And Aww. it was only, like, it was only, like, 1030. So You're like, I, here I go again. So I was like, well, shit, you know. I had a backpack full of beer, you know, good, decent amount of money. I was like, I'm going to go get me some fucking festival food. Mm-hmm. And then I ran back into that, that fire dancing couple. And, you know, we had such a cool vibe the night before. I was like, yeah, what's going on with you guys? Hung out. You know, we sat around bullshit for a little while. And then they're like, well, we're doing a fire show at midnight if you want to come back through. It's, and I'm like, where's that? They're like, it's literally the big field right by our camp. I was like, fucking sweet. I know exactly where that's at. So I wandered off for a little bit because I was being beckoned by, by a friend to put it gently. And, uh, you know, there's a story there, but I think I might save that for, for the, the kink, the oh, kink yeah, and unhinged perfect. episode. Because yep, yep. it's really not the focal point of the night for me. But needless to say, I, I wandered off for a little bit and uh, got my feelings just a touch hurt. It was probably just a little bit of mushroom sensitivity because normally... Mushrooms it, do that sometimes. It normally would have been something I would have been super game for, but I was just like, meh. So <clears throat> I go back to that fire show, and I watched it really fucking frying my balls off on these mushrooms. <laughs> like, it was really good. It, was, it timed out just perfect. 
like I was shrooming hella hard. The fire show was sick. They had a lot of different things. They had like uh, acrobats doing like like that these big metal frames where they're swinging. I forget what you would call it, but they mm-hmm. do it at circuses. So they had that combined with fire, and then they had people f- spinning fire, all manner of cool shit. And I watched that till it was over, and then I met back up with them. And uh, the gentleman of the couple, he was like, you want to do some acid? And I was like, as a matter of fucking fact, I was just starting to come down off mushrooms. Might as well. Fuck I was it. like, fucking, like, we're playing volleyball with my consciousness tonight. But yes. You know, like, <laughs> ketamine the night before, yeah, mushrooms yeah. frying off it. Now yep. you're ready to go on into now, now I'm on the some deep acid of this. And a little bit of Molly, too, to be honest. Damn. Good for you. Mm-hmm. How's your liver doing? Oh, it's fine. You, yeah. should, you should see it sometime. It's a good oh, liver. It's a good liver. Fucking bulletproof, basically. <laughs> God, I hope so. It's, it's like the fucking president's limo. <laughs> Air Force One. This Air Force One. This thing's bomb proof. Bullets bouncing off yep. my liver. Yep. But anyway, the, they we were hanging out for a good bit at their camp, and they, it's it was in a really central location because the field that they did the fire stuff in is round, and it has roads on two sides of it that go out towards the fairground where the bigger stage is. So everybody kind of goes past there, you mm-hmm. know. And here comes down the road. A fucking clan of clowns. And I do mean a clan. <laughs> they were fucking... The, the smallest group... Okay, so have you, has the acid started kicking in yet at this point? Um, it was... Yeah, I was on it for sure. But for me, like, I'm seasoned veteran when it comes to LSD. Okay. So it wasn't like I knew what I was looking at for sure. You're like, you're, like I'm, I was I'm like, not oh, hallucinating. Shit. I was like, oh, shit. People, these, there's some festival people all dressed up as clowns. And they just kind of struck up a conversation when they were by, and they had literally, I mean, it was the whole nine yards. They had, like, the slide whistles and all the sound effects that you would ever imagine, you know, like... And they were doing it within conversation. Within conversation, like, just not even addressing it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just, like, in a normal conversation, because I was just at, you know how I am, I was interviewing them. I was like, yeah, that must be pretty interesting. Let's talk about it, you know? <laughs> yeah, and... Oh, my God. Like, right in the middle of a sentence, I was like, all right, fuck it, I can deal with this. You're like, this and, clowns. And then there was one clown cutie, you know, and she, she she did the classic clown fucking bit where she's like, oh, I think I'm going to be sick. I'm like, oh, shit, are you all right? And then she does, like, the ribbons. Oh, my like, God. Where she's, like, throwing up all the multicolored ribbons. And I'm like, right. You got me. I'm like, right. You, you got, got me. me. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Gullible. Damn and, it. Yeah, and then... Uh, they were like, you got to come back to our camp. We have a big top circus tent. I'm like, are you fucking for real right Stop. now? I'm like, are you fucking for real right now? I'm like, how many of you are there? And then and she's, and then the, the hot clown chick, she told me, she was like, we are legion. And I was like, oh, I don't know if they'd be turned on or terrified. You know, like, <laughs> I, I started getting clown cult vibes, like, yeah. real, real quick in the conversation. Because they had, like, a clown leader. And I don't think he was elected, you know. <laughs> I don't think he was elected either. Uh-oh. I don't. I don't know if that's electable position. I don't know how it happened, you know. And I kept trying to. I kept trying to peer behind the scenes throughout the whole night. And anyway, we took another little walk around the fairground. Me and the fire spinning couple, and uh, we got we got into some just little minor adventure. And then we came back around, and we're like, "Fuck it, let's go to the clown." Let's yeah, go let's to go to the big camp. top, baby. Let's go to the big top clown tank. Ringling brother. Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey. But it was set up like is set up. We'll call it a medium top tent, but it was set up like any Burning Man or festival camp that you've ever seen. You know what I mean? Like they had their tents under the bigger tent, and then they had like a DJ booth set up. They had a bunch of chairs and beanbag chairs and you know just crazy fucking was shit. Was it striped? Was it red and white? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And when <laughs> you walk, when you the entrance, the entrance to walk into it was one of those walk-on piano mats. So, like, when you came in, it's just like, <laughs> I was, like, tap dancing on it and shit, trying to make a beat. What was that Tom, what was that Tom Hanks movie back in the day? This is the one where he's was a kid. Was it Big? Big, yeah, where he's a kid. Yeah, yep. yeah, for sure. I'm dancing around on those. Mm-hmm. So, I knew I was in for a real treat right when yeah. we got there, you know? And the whole time, the clowns are just, like, touching us and fucking... They got some vibey ass fucking. Okay, so they're on Molly. Oh yeah, they, they were definitely <laughs> they were definitely not even denying the fact that they were doing drugs too. All right. So they were all fuckered up. I mean, even if they had tried, like their pupils were fucking gigantic. I mean, I already knew when we first met them. 
I was like, these clowns are partying the same way I'm partying, basically, at least adjacent, you know. They, they, were, on the, they were on a fucking parallel stream of consciousness, for sure. But then the, the, the clown boss, and I forget his name, I'll have to get it. Um, I, got, I got some of their socials. But the clown boss, he was showing us his, like, $700 fucking custom-made clown shoes, and they were, like, beautiful leather clown shoes. He was showing us all of his clown stuff, and then the, the cute one, the one that I was vibing with prior to that, she was just bouncing shit on her head, literally in mid-conversation, like wild shit that you shouldn't be able to bounce. And, like, it was ridiculous. You know how, like, when you see someone bounce something on their head, you can see them, like, moving their shoulders? Yeah. No, she would literally just be, like, walking around, moving her head normally, and just shit would be bouncing on her head. How do... I did, don't know how... Did, I, did you ask how they got in? Did you ask at least yeah, one oh, person? Yeah, oh, fuck how, yeah. I got... Yeah. I, I interviewed, like, how did you I interviewed like, five of them, dude. And, and a bunch of them were, were like high school friends and and one of them got really into clowns and went to clown school and then just the vibe kind of grew from there and then they went to they went, like fuck it they went to a bunch of different festivals and shows just like partially you know like dressed up they got mm-hmm. the clown noses super like custom expensive clown noses not like the cheap ones you would imagine yeah all different sizes and like they got different names it's a wild conversation we'll have to get into sometime with them but <clears throat> So, you know, like, basically they were like, and then it just went from there. And now these individuals literally, for the entirety of festival season, live in clown character and travel to all these different festivals. That is fascinating. That's literally their life all fucking season long for festival. And they just travel around all over the United States playing this. Yeah, basically. Wow. And, uh, like, they literally, they stay in character at all times. The only time they take their noses off. And I asked all of them, they, they all said the same thing. So it's either bullshit cult shit or it's literally the truth is when they shower is the only time they take their noses off. <laughs> like one, the, the cute one, she dropped her nose on accident. Like she bumped it against me and dropped it. And she like lightweight panicked. Like she didn't want the other clowns to catch her. So I'm, she tellin', I'm telling you, there was weird vibes the whole time. Yeah. Because that camp, too, was in the very furthest fucking corner. Do you think that they... So the, the reason I'm asking now if she kind of, like, slightly had, like, a little panic is if... Do you think that they get, they're get they getting paid to do this? Or are they... Because that, that they would kind of make sense. They make money. And I think it's a mixture... I think it's a mixture of doing performances mm-hmm. that they get paid for. Mm-hmm. And then I think that they also get paid just to be there. Mm-hmm. And then I think that they get, like, food allowances to be there. Okay, that makes so a lot of So I think it is, like, a job thing. Yeah. Because I don't see how you would justify doing it unless one of them was just independently wealthy. But they go, they do oh, yeah. clown shows all year long. But during festival season, it's just this. Wow. You know what I mean? Like... Where was their next show that they were heading to? Oh fuck! If I wish I could remember, um, I know. I know they said they were going to be in Vegas, um, like second week of July. But I think they were somewhere in the middle. Mm. I don't remember mm-hmm. where. I mean, ideally, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't ever had to run a clown business. I've run. I've run a lot of businesses with clowns. They're never a clown business, you know? But I would imagine you'd want to be... God, a... I have so many I could list off right now, yeah, man. Right, right. Some of my relationships, too. Yeah, I was going to say, fuck, is my, it me sometimes? You know, excluding, like a fucking it, shitty relationship? Excluding my in, excluding my most recent relationship. I don't want anyone to think I'm talking shit about her. No, I'm not I've talking shit some, about my ex, either. I've had some clown relationships, for sure. Mm-hmm. No, but you're talking I, about my 20s were full of them. But what I'm thinking is that you'd want to hit a festival basically every other week. Like a week of travel maybe max you wouldn't want to have a lot of downtime you want to make making that clown money you know they're gonna make that clown money but yeah we definitely partied with them until fucking daylight and the only reason i had any inclination to leave i was i was almost ready dude first i wanted to see like if they're gonna try to get my kidneys because it's been a little while since my life's been threatened so i was like i could use a little fucking (laughs) adventure i feel like i feel like something should be happening i was I, i was a little nervous about them though they had a vibe that was like there's something I under guess. the surface. There's something weird under there. You know what I mean? I mean, like it. That's why I call it a clown cult. I don't think you could call it some... anything else, dude. Because it was like, and they all like super deferred to the boss clown. You know what I mean? Like, and like I made a couple jokes that they didn't like laugh about that were kind of indicative. Oh shit! Of like maybe some darker underbelly. Of no! Oh my god! Sure, no! Like I'm no. just saying. Did you almost get lynched out of the clown cult? No, I just Big think. Top 10, I just think. I just think that. Uh, 
I just think that maybe. I just think maybe if I was a softer target and I wasn't with two other people, I think they might have tried to get my kidneys is all I'm saying. Like, I, I just had the vibe or maybe, like, drug me and rob me or drug Surgical. me and rape me and put it on OnlyFans or something. I, I, would, I would think that more than anything. I can definitely see, like, yeah, I don't. I'm not that sure part, what that it part was. That was a real thing, man. People jerk off to everything. Yeah, oh, for sure. And, I like, the, the one cute one, if she had asked nicely, I would have fucking laid pipe on her in front of the cameras. Did she, did she not ask nicely? She did not ask nicely. She, mm. she never really crossed that line. She just kind of flirted a little bit and touched me and played with my hair. But didn't like really cross that line for me. Hmm. It's got to be a very definitive and and you're gonna fuck me or not concrete yes. question. If I don't get that, especially with someone I just met, yeah. especially then, then I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna make any move in that direction. But I I did tell him I was gonna stay. But the only thing is I was in fucking I was in shorts the entire night. And once you know even even in the summer up there in Quincy, when the fucking sun comes up, that thermal barrier it gets yeah. pushed. It gets cold, yes, and I was it does. freezing my fucking ass off. You know what I mean? And I knew I had, I had, I had left my bag, I had left my bigger backpack with my extra beer and my pants at the at the, the at the fire camp. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I was like, I gotta leave. I got yeah. I was like, I gotta get back and get pants on. Sorry, man, I'm cold. Yeah, I was freezing my ass off, dude. You kept my pants off too long, clowns. Yeah, yeah, clowns are trying to get me out of my pants, dude. <laughs> but anyway. We went back to the fire camp, and then uh, they were playing with their some of their fire toys and some of their glow toys because there are bo- both of them are spinners, and they're both really talented. Yeah, which someone we're definitely gonna have to get on the podcast later. So we were just chilling there for a minute. I bundled up, got some warm on, and then, and then Celeste brings out this fucking <laughs> bubbles, dude. Oh my god, I ain't never seen bubbles like this. It took me. Full full swing back into being like a fucking joyous little kid for like four hours, and uh, I'll tell you, just coming down off the I, acid because she because the way they do it, they have these big five gallon buckets of this bubble solution that she custom makes, and the secret ingredient is lube. So for whatever reason, when you add the right amount of lube to this regular bubble solution, they use like two sticks. Imagine about like three four foot long sticks mm-hmm. with a big loop of rope in between them, with probably like I'd say a twenty thirty inch like radius of the loop and you spread it out all the way and you dip it in and it takes a little bit to get the hang of it but when you move it you swing out these ethereal bubbles they're not they're like uh, unlike anything and keep in mind i was still on acid yeah i was gonna say but i know what a big fucking crazy looking (laughs) bubble is on acid or not and these motherfuckers were like the size of dishwashers or ovens dude like (laughs) They're just fucking huge, you know. That is like, a hilarious comparison. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't know what else to compare it to. Dishwashers like, are up. Like, like a couch cushion, like huge, <laughs> dude. And so they were laying bubbles for like over an hour before I got involved. And then someone came up and was like, you got to teach us the way of the bubbles, you know. And then we're like, oh, fuck, we're starting a cult now because we've been joking about the clown cult all night. Now here you are doing it for the cult. Now, now we're doing it again for the culture. And so we started fucking bubbling hard, dude. And at first I was laying big bubbles and letting other people kind of interact with them. But then uh, I was handed one of those really big, like, fans, hand fans. And I kind of just figured out that I could, like, really manipulate the shape and the direction of the bubble with it. And then I was, like, on it, dude, for for hours. So uh, there's a video I posted up on my Instagram. Maybe we'll throw it up on the Unlicensed and Unhinged Instagram. But it's just like a short little taste of this bubble play that we were going on with for hours. Bubble play. Bubble play. Dude. Only fans. Only fans. Yeah, that's dude. an only fans. Yeah. That's an we only fans a, video right we there. We just needed where we just needed a warehouse and like a six camera setup and a bunch of people will only get naked and play with bubbles. Yep. And we'll be rich. I, do you know how? So that would actually probably bust. That would actually one hundred percent bust because the only reason why I know that is I was at GSR one time and. This uh, sweet sex worker, she comes in and she's chit-chatting with me because I was drunk. And she was actually going upstairs and she goes, there's no sex involved. You can come with me. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this. And she goes, no, there's no sex involved. You just got to run around topless and blow up balloons. Okay. I did not do it. Yeah. I, I mean, I could see it just for the safety component. You know what I mean? Like if that was your homegirl and she was like, do this with me, then maybe. Because then you're like, this was a random up. girl. Dude. That's what I'm saying. The random girl makes it like she wrote her number and all black marker on my arm. That could all say, call me. I'm like, could, I don't know if I could call you. I'm that like, could also it. have totally been a human trafficking, trafficking ploy. You know, just come be topless and play around with balloons. Okay. 
I'm trying to think if I forgot anything from that part of the weekend from the festival. Um, oh, yeah, this one goes all the way back to the first night. So uh, there's a story that a lot of people that know me have heard about where my cousin's uh, former husband, her ex-husband, uh, he's a real piece of shit. And Christmas 2019, he was getting in my aunt's face in her own house, and she asked him to leave, and he was, like, throwing his weight around. He's a big guy, like like maybe 6'2", six, 6'3", six, like 280 pounds. What a piece of shit. Just yeah, bullying a woman. Yeah, bullying a woman. And my aunt's not a small woman either, but mm-hmm. he, he obviously had pushed his weight around for enough years that she would kind of back down to it. And I was, like, pretty fresh out of the Army at this point. I, mm-hmm. was, I was, like, my guy. You're like my brother in Christ. I was like, do not fucking tempt me right now. I was like, I will fuck you up if you Mm -hmm. do not leave this house. And he didn't want to hear it from a dude that he outweighed by like 100 pounds. Yeah. So I I ended up throwing him through this rocking chair that was in my aunt's garage on the way to the ground. I mean, the chair was just an accident. He it got in the way, you know. Mm -hmm. But I threw him through it and broke it. Whooped his ass for about five minutes until my aunt told me to stop. And then you know he left. Well, one of my aunt's friends repaired that rocking chair. Oh. And it was all taped together since then. That's what that picture was. Yeah, since then. Since then, since 2019. Maybe it's 2020 now that I think about it. Because I was still in the Army in Christmas 2019. So it was 2020. Okay. So 2020 mm-hmm. to now, that chair has survived. My aunt has people over every Wednesday night, like five or six of her girlfriends. They all drink tequila and eat. So hundreds of asses have sat upon that chair. And I fucking came back. For this festival, I sat down in that chair and rocked three times, and it just blow blew up on me. So it was like the chair. Are you a had, fat ass? And I think the chair just had a grudge, dude. It had some fucking. It I was had some say, beef. That's, some, that's some weird energy right there. Yeah, you know the, what I'm thinking about? It's like closing energy. Yeah, it was like okay, we're done here with that. What'd you do with the chair? So uh, we we salvaged what we could of it. It's basically the chair part is fine. It's just one side of the rocker is completely flattened. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break off or chop off that other side, and I'm going to put an office chair bottom on it. Mm. It might be my new podcasting chair. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be all like, <laughs> you're like, I have this chair for this reason. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that dude. Yeah. Fuck that, yeah, fuck that dude. Fuck, fuck that piece fuck of that shit. Fuck that dude. Fuck you, Chris. Fuck Where, you, Chris. Wherever you are. Wherever you are. I heard you're missing Strange. Yeah, weird. Mm. But not, not anything we're involved with. So. No, not me. I was mm. definitely here for whenever that happened. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway. So what? what... Was your favorite highlight of the weekend? You know, honestly, I really did enjoy uh, when we were just in the park area that Sunday morning, just throwing on a bubble show because we were like, we were basically, I never had any like street performance skill sets or anything like that. You know what I mean? So we were drawing big ass crowds the whole time. And even when I was like doing big bubbles and other people were interacting with them, like, Kids, ravers, you know, festival goers, they were all stopping. All walks of life. All walks of life were just totally vibing out with it, you know. And just for bubbles. And then once I started playing with fans, then I started actually getting kind of irritated because the little fucking cunt children would come up and pop the <laughs> bubbles. And I was trying to, like, spin them up in the Would air. you shit little fucks Fuck. get out of here? <laughs> but I want to beat your ass with this fan for your parents. You're pissing me off now. But, yeah, like, it was funny because uh, several people actually came up and thought that we were like a bubble performance and i was like this i literally started doing this like two and a half hours ago i don't know you're like i'm a natural i'm like i'm just good at. i take tips fucking but we called it we called it uh bubble bending bubble Bubble bending that that actually kind of works a little bit i like that yeah it would also be a good one for the for the only fans yes it would be it's a fucking business idea and a half right there but let's bend some bubbles let's bend some bubbles baby some bubble butts we need some bubble. We need to do some bubbles with some bubble butts, some bubble butt bubbles. <laughs> something in there. There's we need some Brazilian there. butt lifts to come on for that one. So if any of you got, if anyone got a fat fucking ass, and I'm not talking fat, I'm talking phat. Yeah. Hit us up. We'll yeah. get you on. Hit us up on unlicensed, unhinged mm-hmm. on Instagram. Yeah, we'll get you on bubble butts. So uh, we're gonna get back to the stunning conclusion of of this story. Now that we're at 30 minutes, we're gonna just drop a real quick break. All right, and we're back. So in the last segment, we talked about my fucking chaotic weekend at the High Sierra Music Festival. It was a great time. I'd like to thank my aunt for hosting me. I'd like to thank all the people that put it on. I'd like to thank my two brand-new fire-spinning friends, Claire Celeste and Craig Newman, fucking great folks, and also Shannon, if you're out there listening. It's a pleasure to see you. And then 
although I was a little unhinged this weekend and I didn't really <laughs> pay attention to much news, one thing that I did see today, and me and Alex have already talked about it, that just had me fucking furious is the amount of fucking trash that was left at Tahoe on the beaches yes. for 4th of July. The fucking ungodly amount of debris. Yeah, have you seen trash. those videos that have been going around? Fucking, I, it's unconscionable to me yeah. to leave a fucking mess like that. Yeah, I mean, you were telling me the stats just a minute yeah, ago. Yeah, record-breaking 8,559 pounds of trash removed in post-4th July cleanup at Lake Tahoe. It took over three hours in the morning after 4th of July. 402 volunteers cleaned up all the shit from all you fucking dumbass tourists leaving your fucking garbage up there. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? This isn't Sacramento. This isn't San Francisco. This isn't your fucking house where you live in. Like, why would you ever do that? It's such a pristine location that people work all the locals and everyone that lives up there and all the re regional people that live here, we take really serious pride in our areas mm -hmm. as to where we live. And if you, if you ever came to Tahoe and got treated like shit by some fucking local person, this is the fucking reason why. This, this type of shit, you know, coming up here and just absolutely disrespecting the fucking natural beauty that we have, it's, it's fucking unbelievable. Yeah. I can't even believe, I saw this one picture, I think it was at a Secret Beach or something like mm -hmm. that. And it was literally like abandoned easy ups and fucking chairs. Yeah, it was and a piles landmine. of trash. Or a landfill. It was oh. a, you like literally went to a landfill to go look at this beautiful fucking shithole of yeah. Lake Tahoe. Like, fucking despicable. Yeah, despicable. It was awful. I couldn't even believe it when I when I first saw those pictures. I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, dude. And the other thing is too, like, shout out to those volunteers. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's something I'd be willing to do too. Yeah. I didn't even realize it was a thing. That's one blind spot that I have because I grew up in Northern California. I grew up in pristine lakes and I grew up going camping all the time, but the pack in pack out philosophy was so deeply ingrained in me. I don't even remember the first time I heard it. Yep. You know what I mean? Like as a child, we cleaned up the fucking campsites before we left the campsites. Even when I lived out in the woods, I was burying my shit, dude, yeah. you know, yeah. like literally. Yeah. And I just couldn't even believe it when I saw that. It's just so sad. And I think, I think you touched on a key part of it really. It's a lot of a lot of the problem is it falls in like two theoretical categories for me. Either people that have fucking abandoned their shithole fucking cities in California and mm -hmm. moved up here for cheaper, you know, more affordable cost of living, or people that just travel up here from those same very same locations. Yeah. Because I don't know any, I've never met anyone that was local who would do some shit like I that. I have never, ever, ever. The worst I've ever seen is people within their first year of being there, they throw their cigarette butts on the ground. But every single time that's happened, I've always seen other people call them out on it, and I never saw them do it again. But when I lived on Donner Lake on the West End, I saw this family of their car right outside my little tiny, uh, little tiny apartment village over there. Yeah throwing their garbage on the side of the road. And I was sitting outside and I started yelling at them. I'm like, pick up your fucking shit and I'm calling 911 on you. Because like littering, it's yeah. a fine. Yeah. It's a fine. Like, and they'll rip your you, ass. If they catch you up in Tahoe doing that, they'll rip your ass off. Yeah, dude. And I, I just couldn't even believe it after seeing that and how everyone was willing to walk out of there. And because that was thousands of people watching those fireworks shows. Yeah. And everyone participated in mass pollution. Yeah, that's in true. In mass pollution. And no one was even willing to pick up their own stuff like full-on campsites of people just sitting there just like, oh, well, someone else is doing it. Fuck it. It's like literally mob mentality right there. Yeah, I mean, I honestly don't know if there's any easy way to address it. But, I mean, the first thing is awareness. You know, people need to be fucking checked on this. And if you were a local and you were up there and you cleaned up after yourself, thank you for that. Yeah, but you we're know, not talking about you. I, we're, not, we're always not talking about you, but also at the same time, you have a responsibility to fucking set these flatlanders straight because they don't know shit about the lifestyle up here. So, oh, you mean just being clean? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, because they're used to going to public parks and shit that have people that go walk through them every day and clean them. There's parts of there's parts of outdoor recreation areas up here that nobody is walking through. No, you know what I mean. Like, so, why should we? So, if you're leaving your trash somewhere, it's gonna stay there, and that's a, that's a fucking tragedy. And also, it is it is a major it is a major sign of not having any sort of understanding what it takes to curate this natural beauty. It takes work on everybody's part. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're disappointed in everybody that was there. I'm disappointed in you, and I really hope that you're listening or you know someone that did this, and if you do, stop associating with them. That's trash. You don't need to be doing that. That or fix them. Literally, that trash. Or, that or fix them. Yeah. Fix them or fuck them.
<laughs> Literally or figuratively? I mean, maybe both. It depends. How much did they litter? What was it? You're like, it you depends know? on what it was. Like someone just throws like a fucking giant propane tank in the lake or something, then yeah, maybe oh, fucking... Oh, man. Those are, well, thank God. God bless all the volunteers that really put the work yeah. in this morning. Like We re- really greatly appreciate it. Now that I know that's a thing, that might be something I'm willing to do next year. Yeah, I think that'd be that'd be kind of... Maybe we should do that. On the volunteer. Yeah. And, and that, especially Donation if we've hours. grown our audience to the point at that point where we can move some people mm-hmm. and get some people to places. Yeah. We could even do it as an we can even do it as an event. A little volunteer event. Or like a little volunteer event. Really I wouldn't cool. mind incorporating some component of like a volunteer mechanism. Yeah. yeah. Where we go out and do cleanups or I don't know, fucking build some houses or something. You know, I don't I'm down with whatever for as Picking far as that Picking up nails goes. at the houses. Yeah. I'll be supervising. I'm really good at that. Okay. Tell like, people what to do. Sounds like a great plan. <laughs> All right. Well with that being said, I think I've knocked out more than my fair share of storytelling. Great job. Now. Um, thank you. I appreciate Long-winded. it. Long-winded. I hope it was a. I hope it was a riveting tale of debauchery. I thought it was. It, it was unlicensed and unhinged. Yeah. Well, that's the clown coat is the clown coat, man. I'm telling you, I got funny. I got some of their info. I'm gonna fucking. I'm I gonna, hope so. I'm gonna get them in, dude. We're gonna get them in. We're gonna get them on the podcast. Yes. Whether we have to call, whether they have to call in, or whether or whether we can get them catch them when they're coming through Reno sometime. I think it'd be good. To hang out with them for a day, get a bunch of fucking, get a bunch of footage with them, and then ha- have an interview with them. Yeah, I think so too, because um, just the call-in feature is, I think, is going to be a fantastic option to people living everywhere. I mean, our next, our next guest, ne- our first guest next week is going to be calling in, who is um, a real treat for all our listeners. Super exciting. Yeah, that one's going to be super awesome. Our first uh, call-in treat for everybody listening is uh, a world-famous and accomplished uh, photographer. He has worked for magazines that you guys have all all known, all major TV networks that you guys all know, and has also been in shows co-hosting as well for it, too. He's extremely accomplished, been doing this most of his life, extremely creative, and I'm very excited to bring him on to the podcast here. It's definitely going to be the biggest thing on Unlicensed Unhinged thus far, and so I hope that you guys will all, you know, check your calendars, put save the date, Sometime next week, probably around Wednesday or Thursday, that episode is going to drop, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm really excited for it. Yeah, we're excited to have you guys all involved. And again, if you have anyone interesting that you want to send to us and uh, call on in, well, we'd love to have you. Yeah, and you can always uh, send us any recommendations, either for an interesting person or for potentially a funny story or a news article or anything. You can send that to Unlicensed and Unhinged on Instagram. Perfect. With all that being covered maybe we should get into the adventures of your weekend oh my god my adventures yes ma'am my adventures are a little x-rated <laughs> I'm, I'm, not like porn star x-rated but like pretty fucking close yeah like, like like two I'm not x's fucking on camera or anything but two x's two not x's three. two x's not three yeah but that's and, a, i'm totally good with that yeah me too I, it was great so as jeremy had said earlier he he so graciously took me to the airport and which was awesome and thank you so much for doing that. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. And when I was in there, I'm like, all right, here we go. And it was really cool because one of my friends had told me that he's like, what flight are you getting on? And I go, I'm, I think I fly out. I, I fly out at like seven ish or something like that. And he goes, oh, my God, one of our mutual friends is coming in from Salt Lake City. And I was like, no shit. And so I, I texted him and he had gotten a new phone. He goes, who is this? Because my, my area code is a 313 number. And he's like, oh, God, who the fuck is texting me from Detroit? Yeah, I would always be concerned about that, too. Yeah, I don't blame you. Fucking Detroit people. <laughs> fuck, dude. Especially, like, who I am, too. It gives you a little taste of it. And I text him. And I go, it's witchy. Because that's, that my, that's my nickname, unfortunately, around a lot of people. is Because I, I do have some spooky, weird tendencies about me. And spooky. Spooky. And so he, it was cool. He came off the flight. We ended up getting a beer and chit-chatting and just catching up. And it was, it was really great to see him. I haven't seen him in a year and a half, almost two years now. And so that was, that was really neat. And then I got on the flight. And then I met someone else on the flight that is, uh, would like to come onto the podcast, too. He's a local celebrity around here, Joe Comedy. And oh yeah, that's yeah. A definitely a good choice. Yeah, and he was so nice. Like, we had a great time chit-chatting and... Um, he was on his way back home, ironically from Michigan and which is also where I'm from, not outside of Detroit, not quite, but, 
Um, his Instagram is JoeComedy775. He does a lot of the announcements for around here for all the comedy shows, a lot of um, involvement within the community. And he had just finished up his uh, kind of goodbye party because he's moving to Hawaii. Damn, that doesn't suck. Yeah, I said the same thing too. I'm like, that sounds actually pretty fucking nice. So going from Tahoe to Hawaii, you know, like everyone's going to be pretty sad about that. But, you know, everyone's on to greater and better things in life sometimes. And that's, this is his direction. Sometimes that's what you need to do, though. Yeah, so he agreed. Um, he would like to either call in or come on, on our um, podcast, come chat with us. And, and you know we'd love to have him. Because yeah. we're always, we're, for me, comedy is one of the big pillars of what I love in life, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's because it, it is hilarious. Like I'm not, I like spooky shit, but I like aliens and ghost stuff and oh, mystery yeah. things. I don't like horror or gory or anything like that. So I, one of those people, I will fall asleep to either Adam Sandler movies or Ooh, Ghost I'm, Adventures. <laughs> I, I love I love some comedy, but I also like horror gore. Oh really? Horror gore is pretty good. Really? Yeah, uh, horror I just gore is feel like good. I'm just like, man, it's a little too intense for me. I like, I like a little mystery. I like a little mystery involved with it, just, you know, to the side. So we got off the flight, you know, and everything. And then um, as, we, as we had talked about the last podcast, I was going on down for a photo shoot with Macy Magazine, uh, which is the spinoff from Playboy that David Macy had done. He was a photographer, staff photographer for 20 years with them. And he and I had met at a party in uh, when I, last time I was down in Vegas in early June, and we, he had booked me for a photo shoot with him. Such a great opportunity. I know. I'm 36 years old, and a staff photographer from Playboy wants to shoot me. Like, lights, camera, action, bitch. Of course I'm going to take off my fucking clothes for this. Like, it, like, yeah. I, like I, I've been... I've more... gotten naked for way less. I know, me too. <laughs> for dumbass clowns, dude. <laughs> dumbass clowns. Yeah, and so, I, you know, and the prep that I had to do for this photo shoot was I've been almost doing double workouts every day the last two, the last three weeks where it's been extremely isolating. You know, I've been on a super... Hardcore diet, not really interacting with a lot of people, and made sure to put this effort into this opportunity because I knew the gravity of the situation behind it. And God damn, did it pay off. God damn. God damn. And so the, about three days before the, the shoot on Wednesday, I had to start, I had a carb load that day and then do a major workout. And yep. then I had to do, start chugging about two and a half, two, two and a half gallons of water, just flush everything out. It's basically like you're fucking trying I'm to make- I'm bodybuilding. Yeah, trying to make weight for a fucking- Yes. For a, for a prize fight or something, Yes, basically. yes. And so I stopped eating at Wednesday at noon, which I ate like a whole, as much protein as I could, so I could get through the next day. And then uh, David, he was so sweet. He came and picked me up, you know, and he has like this really, really, really nice house that um, I had my own separate wing, was able to stay in because my makeup- um, was at nine o'clock in the morning the next day. And so I got up at six, did a little workout beforehand, got, um, everything prepped, you know, just like everything. And then my, my girl, Brittany Wimple artistry, she's on Instagram. She does an amazing job. She came in and did my makeup and my makeup and my hair. I looked fucking incredible. I have, I have seen factual evidence of this incredibility. I was like, man, what I loved about it, because I, I don't wear a lot of makeup. I, I, I like to enhance just like what I naturally have versus wearing yeah. everything. But she enhanced all of like my natural features. And really, I was like, I was really, like, she did really well. I was like, holy mm. shit. Like, I can't believe that's me right now. I'm not honest. a big makeup aficionado. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything to me. And mm-hmm. I don't I really even understand what all goes into it. A lot. But just from my perspective, I always can see where it's like overdone mm-hmm. and just done like right. Like right at that, like just enough. Yes. And that's what it, that's what it appeared to me when I saw because you sent me a makeup selfie yeah. probably about fucking 11 right o'clock. after it got yeah, done. Right after it got done. Like I was like, look at my face. <laughs> like, I can't believe this right now. And so right after that, uh, right after I, w- I had my makeup, my hair done and everything, we went down to the artist district in downtown Las Vegas, where we went up to this high rise apartment, which was so creatively set up. This guy is um, a very... It, it was another person's apartment complex, and he was so sweet, allowing us to utilize the space to do the yeah. photo shooting because it was so cool. There was, there was like, a great space for yeah, myself. and there was he has a round bed frame. Nice. It has a pool table. Nice. It's like all sorts of cool fucking art everywhere. I bet that guy fucks. If you got a red, a, a round bed, he's frame, got four Ferraris. You, uh, that dude guy. That, that, that guy fucks. That yeah. guy. I that hope guy to God fucks. that guy fucks. I hope to God he's getting most ass because he was so nice. And polite. And so it took about 
Uh, so him and uh, David, because they're friends, they were chit-chatting for a little bit. And then it took uh, about 30, 45 minutes for him to set up. And then it was game fucking on. We shot for, it was a professional shoot. There was no dicking around. There was no like really in between. There was just enough time for the outfit change and for David to set up the new lighting for each of the location that we shot in the apartment. And it was three and a half hours of shooting. And that's a that's a that's that sounds a long, pretty grueling, you know. Uh, you know, like I feel like that would wear me down pretty quick. I'm hungry. Yeah, I've only had a cup and a half of water. Oh, a hungry bitch. I was hungry. A hungry bitch. And then, of it. and you know, and I'm I'm in various stages of dress and wearing a lot of sheer items in here too. And at never one point during this entire shoot that it felt uncomfortable. It felt pervy. It felt like a scam. It never. It was the most professional, comfortable thing I could have. Honestly, it was the most professional modeling upper job I've had because I've done a lot of modeling yeah. and commercial films uh, like on and off my entire Very, life various levels of professionalism this was the best this is the best of the best and the guys whose place that we were um utilizing he was so sweet and so polite because he um you know he was just busy tapping away working on his computer not like oogling not being like gross not being yeah. leery or leeching or anything like that and the one time I'm Butt ass naked, butt ass naked man was the only time he, he turned. He like walks and, around the corner. Oh. No, I walked around the corner and oh. he had turned around and I literally go, "I'm in my birthday suit, sing me happy birthday." <laughs> and he was just like, "I will do whatever, I'll do a tap dance for you." I'm like, "All right, that's cool." So did he actually sing you happy birthday? No. Fucker. You did a tap dance. It's okay. I could, I feel like a happy birthday tap dance could work in place of happy birthday. Mm-hmm. I, but I would have probably sung you happy birthday. You know, just to break the tension of the situation. There was honestly, but there was no tension behind it. That's we were, good. Though. You know, there was zero. That's what I'm saying. Like even with him and David, there was zero tension with anything. And so we, it was really cool. We had about six outfit changes with various poses, locations, everything. And for th- over three and a half hours of shooting, I got David told me that I got over 360 workable photos that could have been published. Fucking, that's amazing. That's a lot. That okay. is literally one photo for every minute that could be published within a magazine. He was like super excited for me. Cause like, yeah. that's like, a, that's really difficult to do. A lot of models don't get that much when they do it. And so he was able to narrow it down and we got down to 60 for the spread. And you and I went through it on Monday mm-hmm. and we got to see all of them and goddamn, man, Fucking like bangers, dude, bangers. And I'm not like a, I'm not a conceited human. I'm not narcissistic or anything like that. And I am so proud of the work that I had to put into this, the dedication and the commitment, and it paid off on these photos. And you it, definitely suffered for this. That's that. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, and so the, the, especially the last two days because I was not able to get my because when you deplete all your nutrients like that, you have to replenish them somehow. And I just have not been able to do it. I had to go get protein shakes today. I bet. To, and I feel amazingly better once I did that. And I wish I would have, I, I know now to do that for the next one, but. I've cut weight before for wrestling and jujitsu and um, army combatives things yeah. that I've done in the past, but I never really cut more than like seven pounds. And to me, that was enough. I felt pretty diminished for a good day or two afterwards. You know, you'd almost be smart if you're going to continue to do this Mm -hmm. to get you hooked up with one of those IV companies because what you could do is you could fucking get down for the photo shoot and then immediately come off, throw an IV in, get you some nutrients. It's not a bad idea. You know what I mean? Like really replenish you quick. I wish I would have brought a protein shake with me because I would have just chugged that right then, right after the photo shoot. Yeah, yeah. Even Even if you did it halfway, just had, you know, a couple good gulps of it in the middle might have carried you a little bit further. I don't know I, if they would bloat you, though. Yeah, that's, I don't that's what I was concerned about. That's why I didn't drink any water, because I wanted my skin to be as skin tight against the muscles that I did create in the last three weeks, because I wasn't... I've been working out really hard since April. I kind of went on this journey about um, losing some weight. I, I dropped almost 20 pounds, and because I was on experimental treatment uh, last May to July for my anaphylaxis that didn't work, mm-hmm. it just made me fucking fat, and then so I got made to you retain a bunch of water. No, it made me retain fucking fat. It wasn't even water. Like, Boy. <laughs> it was fucking You're cold. like, that's going to be a no for me, dog. No, that's what I told my doctor. I told him, I was like, this not working. And if I'm going to, if I'm going to die an early death from anaphylaxis, I would rather be fantastic at the casket and be the best looking person at my funeral. Yeah, that's, so, a, that's a, that's a good goal. Yeah. So I been like working on this really hard. So just the timing of how this all worked out is really incredible. And like, I feel like some things in the universe are really meant to happen. And especially when being down there right during the shoot, 
Pussy Valor was there yeah, Saturday cool. night. You mentioned that you mentioned that they're going to be there. At the yeah, same time. and it was so exciting to see them. I was like, <laughs> I'm here. They're like, Oh my god! And they put on such a fantastic show. And Wolfgang like jumped from the second story, like stairs balcony down into the crowd and stuff. And straight it, rock star uh, shit. Straight. Well, because they are they are fucking rock stars. And I had my friend because after um, so David and. David and this other guy who runs a, a very major marketing company down there is like, it's the best and largest marketing company in Vegas. He was with me to come with a show. And so I was able to introduce him to Pussy Lore. And even he said about how great the show was yeah. too. So that was really, that was really cool to hear that from. Sounds like you made a good, you made a good little bit of business, a little bit of pleasure. I'm always trying. Isn't that the, isn't that the best? Isn't that, that the we best? we can all do, right? Yep. So then came back Sunday and I have a really awful and embarrassing thing that happens to me nine out of every 10 flights that I'm on I get motion sickness when I'm taxiing oh man oh yeah I fucking threw up I was so sick like any I just had a little bit of sushi earlier in the day because I still wasn't had a hard time eating and just was my stomach stomach was so shrunk and I threw up so bad on this flight like into the bags, had to get two new bags and everything. It was horrifying. And ironically, my mutual friend who I saw on the way out, he was getting on the next flight to head back to Salt Lake City. And he texted our other friend telling him how rough I looked. I'm like, I just got done throwing my fucking guts out, dude. Like, I'm so glad I don't have that issue. Oh, my God. <clears> it's <throat> awful. I can't sit. I have a really hard time sitting in passenger side seating of certain vehicles when I sit in the back seat. Of a vehicle, I have to put my head out like a dog, essentially. Like it's, <laughs> and I'm Jesus. just breathing. When I came back from Mexico, uh, when I came back from Mexico, I puked every, I puked six times. On it's only on the taxing before we take off. That gentle swaying always fucks with me. Um, At least it's not the whole flight, because that would make no, it absolutely miserable. no, no. It's only on the taxing. And I've had people tell me about I should take some Dramamine or do something, but. I have a anaphylaxis to xanthan gum, gorgamine modified cornstarch, which is in so much stuff. So I can't, and also that would just knock me out. Like I, yeah. I would be dead for the next two days. You'd be all fucked up. Yeah. So I just have to, everyone has to suffer with it. It does really sound a little bit like a lose, lose in that situation. I don't, I, I don't have the motion sickness issue, but even still, like I don't really even take, even if I did, I probably wouldn't take something for it. Cause I don't really utilize. It's 15 minutes. I don't usually utilize very, very many pharmaceuticals at all. Yeah, you know what I mean? no, I, like, same. I can't tell you the last time I even took a Tylenol or an aspirin or mm -hmm. anything like that. Like, no. it's very rare for me to even need it. You know, if I, if I got something that's hurting or aching, a little bit of cannabis will do me good. Yeah. And maybe you should try that sometime. Drop like a 10 milligram edible. Oh, I eat, I eat those. Oh, okay. No, I no, say, I definitely eat those. Help, and I, well, and honestly, those are the, when I eat them before I get on the flight, that's actually the only time that I don't puke. But this time coming back, I didn't have enough time to go to the weed store. I wasn't able to get to the weed store. When I came back from Mexico, I had given Mexican boyfriend my weed for his services that he helped me out with. And so that's part of the reason why, man, okay, that's, I definitely just need to bring my edibles with me. I, think I just might, need to travel with drugs. I think, I think we might have just figured it out. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But you could, get, you could get pretty sneaky with edibles because you could just take them out of their package yeah. and throw them in a little Ziploc bag. Mm -hmm. They're not going to look at them twice. No. And the only time I really travel. Unless you're flying to like a state where they don't well, fucking play with cannabis at all. And then, that's what I was just about <clears> to say. The only states I really fly to is between here in Mexico, occasionally Colorado. Like I'm yeah. going to go see my friend, um, my friend, who, my friend who's a doctor down in Miami soon. She and I have been friends nice. for years. So I'm going to. I'm taking a trip to Florida in, in August as well. I don't know if I'm going to go in August. That's a little fucking hot. I was thinking more like Yeah, that's September, true. October. I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for my daughter's birthday, yeah. I, I would be, I'd be a little easier to convince down into Florida in like October time. Right. <laughs> I know. Because that humidity is fucking dog shit. I dude. lived down there for a year down in Naples, which is 30 minutes um, yeah. west of Miami. And it is pretty atrocious during the summertime. It is... Uh, if you think it gets hot here, add that humidity into it, and it really changes. It really changes everything. Yeah, and in, in my time in the army, I spent a lot of time in the South in general. Mm. And being a Northern California boy, I don't, I don't fuck deal with the humidity very well. I, I mean, it just it takes everything out of you, because like even in even in like Sacramento, California, mm. it could be 112 degrees outside. 
But if you step off into the shade and you dampen your skin a little bit, <laughs> you'll cool off. You know what I mean? You'll be all right. In the fucking south, there is no getting away from that shit. Your clothes the, don't really dry. No, you're just you, damp. And when you take a shower, you don't really dry. And although I am in some circles known as the moist one. Oh, my God. I don't always want to be quite as moist as you are in the south. The things I do love about the humidity in the summer is my skin and my hair look really nice. It I get does, nice it does, curly wavy it, hair it and does awful, glowy skin. It does awful shit to my curls. <laughs> my, shit, my shit froze the fuck out. Do you turn like the bigger the hair close to the God and let me speak to Jesus over here? It's like I start looking like I got an 80s perm. Yes. Come on. Let's get you on a white snake video. We could get me on a white snake video, but Ugh. it's not going to be what you're thinking. <laughs> Okay, Dick Dragon. Uh, Richard Dragon. Richard. Richard, Richard, Richard. Sorry, Richard Dragon. You can't call me Dick Dragon. Speaking of, where's that? Where's a. You know, I gave you a little gift when you took me to the airport. I know. It's still down in my car. It's still in your car? Yeah, I got to go get it. Maybe we'll. Maybe we'll. uh, Maybe after we're done recording. We're at 56 minutes anyway. Maybe we're done recording. We'll go down and get it. Throw throw the half of my dick ring collection that I have found yep, in it. Take a picture going take on. Take a picture of it. Throw going it on the on reels. Insta. Going on the reels. It was was just saying new episode coming soon. New episode, dick in a box. But yeah, that was definitely a fun gift because I remember you had mentioned it, and I, I it, like it's one of those things that you mentioned in passing, mm. <clears throat> basically right out of my mind. So I pick you up to take you to the airport, and you're like, "Oh, I got a gift for you." Yep. And I was thinking it was like a beer or something. No. And I Better. Was like, boom, dick ring box. I was like, <laughs> that's a throwback. <laughs> Man, yeah. So I'm, I'm really stoked that you had an amazing weekend, and I'm really stoked that I had an amazing weekend. And yeah, big shit's happening. Big dude. shit's happening. And what's really cool is all you guys can um, see the photo shoot. I'll be in either August or September's uh, issues coming up. And he told me he has a big surprise for me. And he hasn't told me what it is yet. So I'm knows? not going to jinx it by saying I don't want to jinx it there. either. But I have a pretty good idea what it probably is. I think so, After seeing the quality of the production on his end Mm -hmm. and and the absolute presence that you came with as a photographic subject, I'd say it's pretty fair to say some of the best work of a person I've seen that I I actually know. know Thank you. And I've seen seen a lot of... I've seen a lot of naked pictures in a lot of naked situations. <laughs> they're but, fucking banging, man, aren't they? But not they? only are they banging, they're done really tastefully. They, they are, they are really very tasteful nudes. So if you do want to check them out, so you can donate. If you, well, you can sign up and register to see it on maysaymagazine.com. Like when it comes on out, we'll make sure to drop it. It's yeah. also going to be on Maysay, M-A-C-E, Mag, on Instagram. You can also give them a follow so when that drops. But if you want, you can... We should, we should try to go fund me so you guys can donate dollars to my get my titties done. Your titty, your titty go fund me? I mean, my titties are perfect, but they would be nicer, bigger, though. If we get this audience to where we plan to get this audience, a, a boob job go fund me would probably take off, dude. I think it would, too. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. It would be funny. That'd be great. We could do a bet. We could do a bet. Me and Mike has to get it, too. Whoever loses the bet. We don't need to do that. We don't need it. We can get you like fake drape ones that whoever the loser for the week has to wear it. That'd be funny. Or at least go out one night with it or something. With uh, like um, meet the Fockers. Yeah. Like how he like tries to nurse yeah. a baby. With That's them. fucking hilarious. Though. That would be awesome. That's pretty funny. But yeah, we got a bunch of big stuff coming as we already as we already teased earlier. We got a we got a banger of a podcast. The mm-hmm. first for unlicensed and unhinged. We're going to really fucking try to take this thing to the next level for all of our listeners out there, and we appreciate your support. As always, please like and follow us yep. on Unlicensed and Unhinged on Instagram. Yep. Please go ahead and follow this podcast if you're not already. Yep. You want to be in on the ground floor, and you want to be able to see as we grow in development, and you're going to be... Give us a follow, too. See yeah. what we're up to. Yeah, give us a follow. Yep. Mine's Northern underscore Exposure. I just changed mine to... Ooh. To J Granite Official. Oh, I like it. J Granite Underdash Official. Nice. Kind of copied Mike on that one. And as always, <clears throat> follow follow Mike Gaddy at Gaddy Underdash Official. Mm-hmm. And uh, make sure if you've got his contact information or you want to leave a comment to give him shit for not being here tonight. But we're going to try to get him in here at least once a week. And uh, we're going to try to start doing maybe two. Or if not three 
episodes a week just so we have a good diversity of content for mm -hmm. everyone. We're very excited. Well, uh, with that all being over with and said, I really appreciate all of you for tuning in, and uh, goodbye. Good night. Have a great one. Goodbye, everybody. We'll talk to you soon.